This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Today in history, in 1741, astronomer Anders Celsius introduces, and I hope you can guess this, the centigrade temperature scale, um, which America still hasn't discovered. No, we still measure in eagles per freedom, baby. Welcome to What the Heck History, where we discuss the holliest and jolliest things that make us say, well, what the heck history. I've been on the nice since 27 years running, and I am your holiday helper, Zachary. And if you couldn't tell, I'm trying not to swear this episode because there are eyes everywhere. Oh, he knows dead. when you are sleeping. No, he please. knows when you're awake. I'm really scared. He knows this. if you've been bad or good. Nice. This is like 19, 1984. Goodness sakes. Yeah, Zach just starts crying a little bit after that one. Uh, my name's Megan, and I'll be your giant Icelandic cat described as monstrous, and I will be eating anyone who does not wear their clothes that they got for Christmas. And I'm Matt. Today I learned the true meaning of Christmas. I also learned that the first ever meeting of the KKK was on Christmas, so that's nice. I know. The true meaning of I, Christmas is I, togetherness, which is something that the KKK taught us. Not the racism. <laughs> Good. I'm gonna no. I'm not, I'm gonna fucking move on quick from that one. <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry. They, they gather. I can't allow you to. Together. Yeah, they gather together on Christmas. They gather together on now, Christmas. Now here's the part that Christmas. we condemn as a podcast. They did also do terrible things to black people. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, if you can't tell because of Zach's horror intro. This is the Christmas episode. Of uh... we're off to a rocky start when it comes to Christmas, boys. Uh, I literally didn't even say anything bad. No, you I... didn't. You no, said that you, you were a giant cat that was going to eat people for not wearing clothes, which like makes sense. Okay, yeah, that's a real cat. You're a giant no, cat. <laughs> I got it's an Icelandic you. thing. You wouldn't get it. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, it's an Icelandic yeah, thing. Yeah, my bad. Sorry for not knowing most Icelandic other people. Things. But yeah, jokes well... and cats aside. <laughs> Jokes and cats and the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, no. definitely, definitely putting the KKK all the way to the side, or in six yeah. foot holes. That would be preferable, but we can't always mm -hmm. get what we want. And some high up political figures would be well. That might not always be a bad thing. Um, Listen, you can't always get what you want. But, but if you try, sometimes you might find yeah. you can kill a few Ku Klux Klan members. That was a tongue <laughs> yep. twister. 
Yeah, that didn't scan right. All right, guys. Some behind-the-scenes info for you, but we haven't recorded a podcast in, like, five years uh, because we've recorded. had... Recorded. Because we've had so much of a backlog. Um, so we've reset our strikes, which were numerous, to zero. Uh, we did play a holiday game of rock, paper, scissors, which was difficult because we were all wearing those little... Um, things that make our hands look like hooves so it was hard for us to um tell but the order for tonight is megan followed by zach followed by me uh i promise not to mention the kkk for the rest of the podcast starting <laughs> right now so megan whenever you're ready you can you can tell right. your story if you'd like or if we want to sit here and banter for a little bit no longer. no no no, no, no. I'm ready. We need to get into this because my story is large and in charge. And would you like to know the name? I would of absolutely love to know the name. Knock, knock. It's Dickens, bitch. That is the best Fuck name yeah. I have ever heard. <laughs> that might be the fucking episode name right there. Knock, knock. It's Dickens, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I guess we'll, we'll see. Um, so I want to jump into it. Uh I think that based on most of the stories that we do on here, we we three, we three wise men can agree that history is never what we think it's going to be, right? No, never. Uh, it's never what we think it's going to be. And I find this especially true with traditions surrounding holidays uh, because, you know, the church steals a lot of pagan ideas. <laughs> um, there's the general passage of time. <laughs> And humans literally can't remember anything we've done past 50 years ago. We, we are goldfish, very, yes. We, yeah, we got, we're like temporal goldfish, club, club, club. which is terrible. We are yeah, goldfish just... with opposable thumbs and nuclear weapons. And that makes us dangerous. I just like had a horrible vision of goldfish with nukes. fish. No, like, fish with thumbs. Oh, see, no, I'm playing this scene in my head where it's just like, you just see two goldfish and like... But the subtitles uh, below are like, no, you can't launch them. I'm going to do what I must for the good of all fish kind. I'm going to do what I must for the good of this bull. Uh, for yeah, the so good of we the are the goldfish. Is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah for the good of the bull. Love that so much. <laughs> Uh, so we can't remember anything. Um, so, and because we can't remember anything, we end up with some weird things and uh, we just do them because we've always done them. Now, I could have put literally anything having to do with Christmas in a hat and, um, you know, we could have had the same story here, but I decided to land on the tradition of caroling Ooh. because of Christmas songs and how they've been stuck in my head Christmas for the past 14 days. Here again. Uh, yeah, you got it. You know <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. So we are going to pop the bubble right now. Uh, this tradition of caroling did not start in uh, ye old Victorian times. It's about as Dickensian as the concept of ghosts, and that's to say that Charles Dickens also did not invent ghosts. Surprising, <laughs> I know. Uh, so we're going to take a trip in the time machine, the Fort Tacoma, if you will, and go back to the earliest carols, which were, in fact, say it with me now, 
pagan. They were all pagan. Oh, okay. I was like, all pagan I would all say the time. It, I would say it with her if I knew where this sentence was about to go, but... <laughs> They're all pagan. They all, like, just anything you know, it's just, it probably had its roots in paganism. Christians need to get their hands so, out of Zach's God's pockets. For sure. They're they're ruffling around in there, being like, what do you got? What do you got? <laughs> what new Ooh, tradition can wait. we steal today? Yeah, they're just like, give me give me a songs. Uh, so they were adopted, or at least the melodies were, by the Catholic Church when they were trying to convert these pesky old god worshippers, Zach. Um, of course, the lyrics were changed. We dropped the the fun aspects. Yeah. And we added more Jesus. For a little bit of razzle dazzle, but some would argue that's less car- fun. Listen, I don't speak for the church. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't speak for the church about what they find fun. Apparently, they find Jesus really fun. He may have been a cool dude. I don't know. <laughs> he did turn water into wine, so he's okay. In that's he's okay in my book. <laughs> Jesus was lit, so that's confirmed. <laughs> oh man, I just, I just got like. The worst fucking mental image of a youth pastor standing in front of a group of <laughs> congregants being like, remember, kids, Jesus was lit, no cap. And just yeah. having, like, a group collectively roll their eyes hard enough to go oh, back in time. I was hoping, I was really hoping that they would, like, cheer. They'd be like, oh! Some would, yeah. Jesus! yeah, yeah. 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 Some of the lamer kids. The lamer would. kids. The ones that don't know what yeah. any of these things mean. <laughs> turning water into wine back in the day is the equivalent of turning water into, like, fruit punch. Yeah, I know, for sure. It's like, all right, I just made this drinkable. You're welcome. Collar is not a thing yeah. now. You literally yeah, right? turned it into, you know, high C. Damn, Jesus yeah, made the he's... water good to drink. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jesus is like a water purification plant, whatever that is. <laughs> I now worship is. the Brita hey, God. <laughs> we should let you you should So they added more razzle dazzle with the Jesus, but evidence of carols appear as early as early, like the fourth huh? century. Early, yeah, early. I can't Now we speak. both got one. I yeah, got you back for one. giving me shit. That's true. You did. You did. You got me. Uh, but they do appear as early as the 4th century AD. Um, and as you may have guessed, these replacements weren't very popular considering they were in Latin. Oh, dang. I thought it was because they mentioned yeah. Jesus. They also mentioned Jesus, but mostly it was in Latin. And it was just like church sermons with yeah, like a little yeah, bit yeah. of music. In vino veritas. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only Latin I need to know, baby. Jesus would concur because it's all about wine. I bet Jesus couldn't even speak Latin, to be honest. I I think that's exclusively what he spoke. I, I bet he did. No, he bet didn't. you Jesus he could didn't. absolutely house a bottle of wine. Like fun. Okay, that shit. guy, he made <laughs> water into wine. He could house wine like it was nobody's business. I know, I know, but like, dude. it just. It, Jesus, Jesus was Christ a frat, pa- bro. Jesus Christ, party god is my new ideal image. <laughs> Jesus and at the Christ same time, Christ. I'm also sitting there like, what about at Easter? What if Jesus didn't really rise and they were just weekend at burning the dudes for like a month straight? Yeah. Oh, God. So. <laughs> you gotta continue. Now. 
Now we're going to move to the Middle Ages. Yes, please. Here we are. We're in the Middle Ages, and caroling evolved into something called wassailing. Wassailing. Which is an interesting wassailing. Like wa-sailing. Like there's two S's in there. So was-sailing or was-sailing. I'm really not sure. Was-sailing? It's what about- I was going to say, it's Wah it's fucking sailing. Waluigi going back in time. Wow. Sailing. sailing. Yeah. I I honestly dreaded saying this word because I was like, I have no idea how to pronounce it. So I'm just going to like, I'm going to like. Fucking wing send it. it. Just yeah, send it. I was going to wing it. Yeah. So like I said, I'm butchering how it's pronounced, but Steve is our pronunciation man. And I am out here fighting for my fucking life when it comes to the English language. Anyway. So to wassail. Maybe. Maybe it's a wassault. comes wassault. We've it's been wassaulted. Yeah. Uh, Zach, this actually comes from Old Norse. Everything mm. so and far has. That is yeah, true. Everything, yeah, true. So it comes from an Old Norse phrase called veshail. Veshail. Okay. Uh, which sort of translates to be well. So the idea of this tradition is um, groups of peasants would show up to like a feudal lord's house and sing and sort of dance a little bit. And then the lord would give them the spice drink, which is the ancestor to eggnog, and maybe like a plate of food during like the really cold months. Okay. So, yeah, and they would sing, like, songs about good tidings and, like, we wish you good health in the new year and things like that. Okay. Um, I can't tell if, like, any of the carols or songs at this point was actually good or if the feudal lord was just like, Jesus Christ, these peasants do not have the voices of angels. I and will I pay you in a meal do- to get off my doorstep. Yeah, like I need to. If I give you this bread, will you shut the fuck up? Two things. Yeah, will you go home? Yeah. As far as I can yeah. tell, it's pronounced wasalan. Wasalan. Wasalung. Okay. Uh, and two, it's fucking. We wish you a merry Christmas. That's the now commercialized, you know, version of it. Give us some yeah. figgy pudding. Bring it right here. We won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. It's a fucking threat. Like, yeah. It, so it it actually does turn into a threat later, but we will get there because, like, yes. I I originally when I was looking up the Carol story, I was just like, man, give us some figgy pudding. Sounds like a threat. Like, where did this come from? And so that's how I'm in the rabbit hole of like the the caroling. Right? I was just like, okay, we start at pagan times. The church takes the carols. They get passed on to peasants. Um, and then we get to the 13th century, and this is sort of how carols end up getting tied into Christmas. Because so far, they're just like winter songs, right? Yeah. They're, they just show up during the cold months. They're not exactly tied to the tradition of Christmas. Yeah, so, the peasants the go, it's century. cold, and we're hungry, so why don't we go bother <laughs> the rich dude to fucking feed yeah. us or we riot? Yeah, it's 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 more about we're going to riot because it's cold and less about Jesus is here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It's more about the winter madness than baby be born. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, in the 13th century, my man Francis of Assisi shows up. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he just shows up and he's like, man, church music can be is like pretty, pretty somber, guys. 
can we make this better? Can we spice this up a and, little? Yeah, can we spice this up a little? So he's actually the one who turns Christmas into a celebration. He's like, we need parades. We need songs. Uh, we also need nativity scenes for some reason. Mm. That'll get the people going. I need ceramic babies. <laughs> Lots of them. I need... I need many ceramic babies, and I will not take no for an answer. Give me every ceramic baby you have. Yeah. So he was like, I'm going to drum up some excitement about the Babu Jesus being born. The Babu. (laughs) The Babu Jesus, (laughs) Jesus, being born here and now. Everyone get jazzed. And while he was making these changes, he did turn his attention to the songs and change them so that they were sung in the common tongue of you know, the the areas that the songs got, like, transported to. So if you spoke Italian, these songs were now going to be Italian. If you spoke English, they were in English now, instead of just being in Latin. So people could really get behind them and actually understand what the lyrics were. Uh, unsurprisingly, he, he did change the lyrics um, because while they were taken from the pagan songs and then the church was like, why don't we make them into sermons? Um, Francis took the carols from, like, tavern tunes, <laughs> and he was like, man, these songs are really about ass and tits. What if we made them not about that? Damn you, Francis. <laughs> I know. Francis was just like, we'll take the ass and tits out and put, like, a little bit more Why God. couldn't I have had a good old-fashioned Christmas wop? Because <laughs> Francis said no. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, unsurprisingly, the church wasn't thrilled because they never are. There's no pleasing them. Um, the, <laughs> there's no it's so pleasing accurate. the papacy. It's so accurate. Uh, the new Christmas songs were popular, but the church wasn't happy because they weren't just being kept within church walls. Like, they were just being sung and changed outside of what the church could control. Uh, that being said, the evolution of caroling didn't really stop here. Um, they added a little bit of a dance component. Oh, fuck <laughs> yeah. Break dancing with my caroling? Absolutely. Throw some yeah. cardboard down on those cold Victorian streets. I want to see yeah. someone bust a fucking move. Yeah, dude, I want to see Francis in it, like, hike up the robe and just, like, start breaking it down, dude. I need Francis to just all of a sudden fucking do a headstand into a full spin. Yeah, unfortunately, the dancing didn't really last long. Okay. Um. Yeah, we, we kind of got rid of that pretty quickly because it came from the French. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to make yeah. a joke about Christmas flossing, but I think the French thing's better. Yeah, no, it came from the French, and people were like, we don't want to dance anymore if that's what the French like. <laughs> um, <laughs> we hate dancing Wait, now. who originated did... this? The French? No, thanks. Not for me. <laughs> no. Yeah, they were like, mm, please, please, we will refrain from this. Uh, however, we did keep their word, which was carol for these types of songs. Oh. So they're songs that have, like, a refrain with stanzas in between. So, you know, a normal fucking song. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so they also became, like, a pretty popular form of artistic expression, uh, during the reign of Henry VIII. He actually tried his hand at composing them. Oh! Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of his songs was called, uh, Green Groweth the Holly, which wasn't really a 
banger, but he tried. He tried. He tried. Yeah. Between his vigilantism and his murdering of his wives, he had to try something else. (laughs) He was also, like, what I didn't realize was that he also wrote poetry that I guess is pretty good, and we still study it today, but his carols were not good. (laughs) His carols, decidedly not great. Um, So then in the 16th century... And if you've been doing the math, is a while after carols show up, uh, we finally started writing them down. We were like, hmm, we should, we should do, we should write these songs. This shit's fire. And we should start writing it down. This is the first yeah, the instance dude... of geniuslyrics.com. <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> yeah, and um, the 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 propagator of the website was a guy named. Are you ready for this name? Yeah. Yep. Theodorcus Petri Rufa. Love that. Love Dude, that so much. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, he. I don't. That's his government name. No, not just his government name, but it was given to him by God himself. <laughs> yeah, that's his God given name. Dude, that's Thank like you. fucking. Christmas Carol people names, great. Like, the guy who sings the, how, the original You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, you know his name? No, please tell me. I no. Thurl Ravenscroft. That? Yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. Thurl. Thurl. His name is Thurl. T H U R L. Thurl Ravenscroft. Ravenscroft, in and of itself. Great. Amazing. But I don't know why Thurl slaps. Thurl does. I would slap. never name my child Thurl. I'm naming my kid Thurl. Absolutely never would. <laughs> Thurl Johnson sounds awful. My next child's name will be Thurl. My neck, like you have more I have three right now. Presently, I have three children. Presently, the first, all of them. The named... first one's name is Throckmorton. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't even say that with a serious. You can't even say it serious. We really have to get through this story, dude. We have been talking about this for so long. I know. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. So we preserve the carols. They're no longer in oral tradition. Then the Puritans come along, and they fucking hate them. So they ban Christmas and singing and dancing, because why not? We um, did talk about this already. Yeah, we the did. Puritans they did ban carols, though. The Puritans yeah, fucking they suck. They definitely did. And then we get to what Zach was talking about, uh, where... The reason, one of the reasons that they banned caroling is because people were getting really out of hand with it. It turned into a lot of drunken peasants, like, banding together and knocking on rich people's doors and being like, give us the fucking piggy pudding, we're not leaving. (laughs) The serfdom getting rowdy. This led to some landowners, like, banding together and hiring security teams during the winter and being like, listen... (laughs) These peasants are going to come. They're going to start singing. We need help. They're going to demand our figgy pudding. The only thing that we have is tapioca. It will not sate them. We need your help. All right, here's what you're going to do. I'm hiring you as a security team. As soon as the first note comes out of their fucking mouths, you beat them. You beat the shit out of them. We are not giving them this figgy pudding. The beatings will continue until morale improves. Yeah, so it got so bad at one point that a minister in the 1700s described caroling as a gateway to rioting, <laughs> fornication, and wantonness. Yes. And, I, and like, Carol's I personally the OG, say, like, 
satanic panic. I love it. Dude, that's what I'm saying. If you've never fucked to Old Holy Night, you're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't say that I have, any- so I guess I haven't well, started living yet. Fall on your knees, my man. It's it's time. <laughs> not sure that but, I like here's- you saying that to me. <laughs> Fall on your knees. Um, I love that line. It's so good. Anyway, so then Christmas gets unbanned, uh, and it's thanks to Prince Albert because he's German, and he's just like, I love Christmas. I love Christmas trees, and he brought a lot of German practices back to England with him, and this is where you get my man Charles Dickens. He comes out, and he's just like, we're going to revive this holiday. I'm going to write a Christmas carol. I'm going to start doing caroling. And a lot of people started following him by coming up with new books about carols and also, um, like, coming up with new carols in, in general. And all of this being said, and I know this is long, is that I think carols are really cool because they're a whole host of traditions sort of coming together. And I think it's nice that it's not just about Christmas because if you listen to them, a lot of them aren't even about Christmas. It's just about, like being together in a group during really cold months and like wanting to have a good time and stealing the landlord's figgy pudding and, yep. yeah and stealing the landlord's figgy pudding so that was really landlords. long dude yeah fuck those landlords steal their pudding we are not leaving until we get some <laughs> no i love that i love that the, the whole like history of caroling is fucking great like i knew that like the, yeah. the riot is parts because that's just me but no, that's really cool. Well, I, I love that. Yeah, I, Trust Zach I knew to know a little the bit about the rioting. Absolutely. But I I didn't know about like I didn't I knew that the Puritans had banned Christmas, but I didn't know that they were so against music. Oh, the Puritans were against everything. The Puritans exist to be against everything. Zach, can we name this episode Fall on Your Knees? <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it on the list. I'll put it on the list. <laughs> Speaking of lists and checking them twice, I'm going to take it go, from go, here. Go. Well, folks, it is that time of year again when we all gather around our cozy fireplaces, drink eggnog, spread holiday cheer, and I personally get belligerently drunk and talk about how Christmas was stolen from the pagans like men- Megan so nicely mentioned. But I'm not here to be a Grinch. No, I will leave that to the people I am talking about this evening. The Puritans? No, not that. <laughs> you see, <clears throat> let, me, let, me, let me get my robe adjusted <clears throat> and my, my big large book that I am opening, blowing the dust off of. It only comes out once a year. He's painting us a word picture. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A few days before Christmas, in a small town in Texas, a few crooks had a plan that might simply vex us. With sacks ready for gold and a plan to make mockery, let's talk of the set tale of the Santa Claus robbery. That was, it was majestic. The Thank Santa you. Claus robbery. Yes. This is actually different than the story I thought about telling tonight, so it's, yeah, I, that, yeah I was. I was expecting you to lead in for the story that you told us earlier, like the, the title and, I have no idea where you're going. Now. Psych! This is a secret present for now. <laughs> this is a secret mouse tool we're gonna use right fucking now. Yes. So rhymes and silly japes aside, I am going to be talking tonight to you, the lovely listeners at home, in front of your warm hearths, about the Santa Claus bank robbery. Our tale begins in Cisco, Texas, a small town right smack dab in the middle of the big old state. It's a quiet Friday evening, or rather afternoon, on December 23rd. Yes, I did look up. It is a Friday. Uh, I did look it up the exact day of the week. You're welcome. That's dedication to the craft, folks. None other than Jolly St. Nicholas himself walks through the doors of the First National Bank of Cisco. And considering the time of year, it's not much of a surprise or a startle to see the jolly fat man come on through the doors. Um, It is a surprise when three other men, along with Mr. Claus, remove pistols from their belts and tell the cashier to open the safe. Let's pause for a second, because as I'm sure you have guessed... What? Open the safe. Open the safe. Do it now. Open it. We're going to pause, because as you have guessed, this is not actually Père Noël. It's Um, not Santa? It's not the real Santa. The real Santa doesn't have a gun. He's a god. That's fair. <laughs> Holy shit! It's fair. This whole time, hot take: Santa is God. Is a God. He's not a God. You know, not he's, he's not the Christian God. He is a God. He is absolutely omnipotent and can be in everywhere all at the same time. Christian he's a God. Christian Jesus. Catholic <laughs> anyway, Jesus. I'm. We're getting off track. We are me. for sure. But this was not the real Santa, nor a small Santa. You know, like the ones that work for the real Santa, like Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> So, no, not like Billy Bob Thornton. (laughs) This one actually might be like Billy Bob Thornton. So we're going to rewind a little bit, like they do in all the heist movies, and get a little background. I love background. Marshall Ratliff. That's a Henry Helms. Awful name. It's got rat in the name. He's a fucking robber. I think it's great, but awful. Yeah. Marshall Ratliff, Henry Helms, Robert Hill, and Louis Davis planned to rob the bank of the Cisco First National Bank a few days before December the 23rd. Ratliff, who is the leader of this motley crew, literally just got paroled for bank robbery a couple days before. Yo, my man's didn't <laughs> He's learn. sticking to what he knows. He's, he's, he's good at one thing, and he's just going to keep doing it. So he gets paroled a couple days before, and he's like, want to know what I'm going to do? I'm going to rob another bank. But he also knows that if he steps even a foot inside of Cisco, 
he's immediately going to be arrested for parole violation. And everyone in Cisco knows who he is. Doesn't help. This paired with the fact that at the time, Texas Bankers Association was offering a $5,000 reward for anyone who shot a bank robber at the time of the crime. Anyone. Anyone. Any bank robber. Anyone who you perceive. How do they know that they're a bank robber? If they're asking for money, you know they're a bank robber. Shoot them. But, okay, bear with me, though. Bear with me. It, what the advertisement sounds like mm-hmm. is if you think someone is a bank robber, yes. just shoot them. Welcome Please to Texas. Please do not get any yeah, <laughs> do not get any evidence. Like if someone is coming out of a bank, Megan, maybe they're a bank robber. Megan, you can see what? evidence of this still perpetuated today with their current abortion no, rules where it's like right. if yeah. you suspect a person of having an abortion, Report them to the police and you'll get ten thousand dollars. I know. I'd start. Yeah. You know who I'm gonna start reporting because Mama needs money. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna start reporting senators' wives. That'd be great. <laughs> I love I'm it. Be like I. I Mitch McConnell's wife, who I think is a Taiwanese American lady. Uh, I'm gonna be like. I think she got an abortion. And I'm going to be like, my direct deposit account number is right here. <laughs> this is the account <laughs> like, you can send the money to. Yeah, my PayPal information is, I'll just like slip them a note. <laughs> anyway, basically Ratliff comes up with this plan after being like, hi, I'm uneasy about stepping foot inside of Cisco, but I want that money. Amen, brother. He, Me too. I get, rise and grind. You know how it is. So yeah. he comes up with a plan to dress like Santa and no one will recognize him. He can walk right in, demand the money, and be back in time for milk and cookies. And the funny thing is this absolutely works. No questions asked. He is not only unrecognizable as he walks the streets of Cisco, Texas on the 23rd, but he even stops to say hello to a like, group of children who are like, Santa, Santa, Santa. And he asks them all what they Santa. want for Christmas. And he just plays Santa Claus for like 20 minutes before he goes to the bank. Yo, this is amazing. you gotta do what you gotta do. And the fact that he stops and talks to all these children is, is a wonderful Christmas miracle for a paroled felon. <laughs> but also <laughs> might not be a great thing later on. Dot, dot, dot. I don't know. The kids are getting what they want. He's getting what he wants. The bank isn't getting what they want. Yeah. <laughs> this is working out for everyone except the bank. I, I see no problem with this so far. <laughs> I see no problem with this. But let's get back to the robbery because important things are about to happen. So Santa and his cohorts pull their pistols from their belts and demand the money. Uh, the men cover the employees and the patrons while Ratliff himself dressed as Santa fills a sack with money and bonds. Um, but hey, remember how I said that some children were asking Santa for gifts? Yeah. Uh, yep. Well, one little girl by the name of Frances Blassengame. Whoa. Is there some bangers? Yep. Some bangers. By the name of Frances Blassengame did not get a chance to tell Santa what she wanted for Christmas. Mm. So... The child Blassen game and her mother walk into the bank to see if they can catch the big man. And oops, it's all robbery. So oops. the child and Whoops. her mother 
sprint out of the building because they're like, um, this isn't the real Santa. He smells like beef and cheese. <laughs> you don't know if the, the real Santa might smell like beef and cheese. But anyway, so they immediately run out of the bank and immediately run to get the cops because it's a robbery. And yeah, so they run out of the building and they get the cops because it's a robbery. And in no time, the police are at every exit of the bank. And now here's where things get a little bit muddy in the telling of this tale because as things do uh, in these situations, bullets begin flying. Because naturally, it's a robbery and things have gone south. I often want to get into shootouts with Santa. Well, here's the thing. Some say that Santa fired the first shot. Others say that was Some say Santa. Others say the police did it. Either way, I don't think it's really in the holiday spirit to pin the blame on Santa for the first shot. So I'm not going to do that this time. We'll keep it ambiguous. Evidence will say, we we know. This is 1927. There is no evidence of anything. Yeah, you're right. What? So, <laughs> John, it was the Sluggins gang. Whoever fired they... the first shot, it doesn't matter because bullets begin to fly. And I mean, really fly. Because remember how I said that the Texas Bankers Association was offering bounties for anyone who shot robbers? Yes. Well, many an ordinary citizen in the spirit of giving begin to rain holy hellfire on the crew in the bank, along with the police. <laughs> Woo! Oh my god. So even with that said, the four men get away. One of them does get wounded and will later die because of his injuries, like a couple days later. But they initially escape, and they escape down an alley and get into a getaway car, and then a second getaway car, and then back to the first getaway car. It's a whole thing, but not really that important. A lot of, a lot a lot of, of getaway lot vehicles of here. Getaway cars, <laughs> yeah, right. You know? But they make it away with $12,400 in cash and $150,000 in non-negotiable bonds, which in total in today's money is about $2,812,855.66. Not a bad haul. a lot of effort. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, but between four people, everyone's getting like all over a half a mil. That's not bad. That's a good amount of money. It's not bad, I guess, for... It's a good It's a good haul for an honest day's work. For an honest day's work. Now, in total, there were approximately, or rather estimated, 200 bullet holes in the bank, which everyone agreed was a figure that was impossibly low. Does seem like a low amount of bullets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what's what's a high amount of bullets? Probably thousands. I'm, I would guess somewhere between seven and 800. Yeah. Anyway, so 200 bullet holes, one injured robber who later dies, two injured cops who both live, and six injured citizens. However, no one knows exactly who shot who. And while the men do get away initially, uh, there are they are eventually apprehended on December 30th in Graham, Texas, after the largest manhunt in Texas history. So, that is the story of the Santa Claus robbery, where four guys three of them and one man dressed up as Santa decided to hold up a bank for almost $3 million. Yes. That's great news. It was wild. Like I, I looked up like famous crimes that happened on Christmas and I started reading this and I was like, Oh, okay. I think, okay. I like the idea that the children were like, Hey, do you got a minute? (laughs) Yeah. Right. You hear about our, our gift requirements and this guy was like 
I mean, I got a bank to rob. I'm a little bit on a schedule, but yeah, no, I'll I'll hear it. But for the kids, oh, I'll make time for the kids. I'll make time for the kids. But I think it's like the funniest part because it's like it is like a small sweet gesture that somehow kind of comes to bite him in the butt. Yeah, but like either way, for that one girl that was like, "Wait, we just missed Santa." Yeah, right. He he probably would have gotten away with it. I think the bigger problem was the fact that, you know, at least a half a dozen citizens decided, well, what if I also shot? Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, I love money. I love and money. anyone in a bank could be a bank robber. As an American in Texas, I love two things. Guns two and things. money. <laughs> Guns, money, well, three things, Zach. Yeah. And Gun, street justice. Guns, money, and God? No, street justice. Okay, fair enough. Either way. Hey, so I'm going to tell my story now. Yes. If that's cool. That's so that cool. we don't keep listing things that Texans are in love with. Like fair. guns, money, street justice, and abortions. They No, they don't, lo- they don't love that, third, that fourth one. No, historically they don't. Here I am stepping back into my Christmas long johns as the podcast dad to tell you another war story. Uh, however, I've already told you a popular story from World War uh, One, if I remember my history correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this time I've decided to do a revolutionary war story involving the most American American that's ever Americaned. That's right, friends. I'm telling Hulk a story Hogan. about Chuck Norris. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a joke for our millennial audience members. This is this is so out of character for you. What's out of character? To tell a story not about war. I'm telling a story <laughs> about war. Yeah, but you originally you said Chuck Norris. I did say so. Chuck Norris. I guess, yeah. I guess that man is war upon the earth by himself. Yeah. At least that's what all the jokes from my high school age times told me. Told me. Told Ted. I'm having a stroke. Please call the police. (laughs) Don't have a stroke, Norris. Um. (laughs) (laughs) That was bad. I'm giving myself a strike. (laughs) Most American folks are aware of the picture of George Washington standing at the front of a uh, front of a ship. With a flag waving behind him and looking like a Budweiser brand real American hero. <laughs> real American. Real American hero. Oh, jeez. Hell yeah. I'm telling a story about George Washington and that uh, trip that he took across a little river. Um, that, that little That river. little tiny river that he went on a trip across. Uh, as heroic as the picture is, the reality wasn't nearly as glamorous, so, uh, I'm here, not only as the podcast dad, but as a shatterer of all illusions. It's the year of our Lord, 1776, and the location is Trenton, New Jersey, which is, at present, occupied by 1,500 Hessians, were German, uh, which were German soldiers that had been hired by England, uh, to fight in their war. Um, so, you know, Germany has been the bad guy for a lot longer than we thought. I don't want to spoil the surprise, but we'll say that it's in the winter, and George Washington (laughs) is looking at a long winter with dwindling supplies and even lower morale. Um, 
Yeah. Most. The winter yep. equals low morale. Winter. All the time. Yeah. This was a time before seasonal depression was like a known thing. So it was just called yeah. low morale. <laughs> I'm gonna start I'm gonna start calling it that from now on. I'll be like, man I'm entering man, my period getting... of low morale. <laughs> it's getting dark so early. Uh, morale is morale so low. Is so low. The tr- the troops have not uh rallied to the cause. And by troops I mean I just the mean serotonin. Me. I just mean me. So most American soldiers are choosing to desert instead of continuing to wage uh, war with the aforementioned dwindling supplies and low morale. Um, So Washington sees this. He's like, wow, we're losing a lot of soldiers. We desperately need a win. And he devises a plan to cross Little River called the Delaware River, and attack the Hessian uh, forces that are in Trenton, New Jersey. Gross. That's why they had such low morale. They were in New Jersey. (laughs) I wish he was still around to attack New Jersey again, but um, he is not. (laughs) You know, New Jersey really hasn't done anything to me personally. It's just... Except given us the Jersey Shore people yeah that's true and i guess bridgegate yeah fair Mm. so trash huh i don't know they're filled with trash but i guess that's new york's trash yeah i was just reading a thing on the internet that was like if the united states was a scratch and stiff scratch and sniff sticker what would your state smell like and someone was like i'm from new jersey and i don't want to play this game So, anyways, what? It, okay, I know that this is a is a little bit of a sideways, yeah. but what do you think Massachusetts would be? Uh, Dunk's I, Coffee. I feel like I don't have. Yeah, I don't have a. It's Dunk's to Coffee and also just toxic fumes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's true. It's Dunk's Coffee and then whatever the Sumner Tunnel smells yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and a little bit of molasses. <laughs> And a little bit of molasses oh, yeah, yeah. for flavor. Just, um, just and a I'm touch. I'm fairly certain that New Hampshire would smell like clam chowder. <laughs> uh, and pine what? needles. And pine needles. Why clam chowder? Why not? I think it would smell like sewage, <laughs> pine needles, and clam chowder. And rotting. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta agree with the clam chowder for some I, reason. I honestly think uh-huh. that like it's either Maine or New Hampshire that smells like clam chowder, but it is one of. Okay, it's Maine. It's fair. Maine. Fine. Maine. No, Maine, Maine would smell more like lobster than it does like clam chowder. We're getting way off track. We Matt, so please tell are. us how we cross the fucking Delaware. So, um. Get us across the Delaware. <laughs> He and 2,400 soldiers, along with some artillery and horses, all got together and went across the river. And so the depiction of him going across the river has a bunch of boats Mm. in the background, and those are, of course, accurate. He went across the river, um, but as I mentioned, uh, people had been deserting, and uh, Spycraft was still alive and well way back then. And so the Hessians were aware that an attack was coming, 
uh, but they didn't know exactly when it was going to happen. And so this is what ends up happening uh, that de-glamorizes this picture that was drawn of George Washington. First of all, it starts raining when they're like halfway across the river. And so this picture of him just going across the river looking heroic as shit is not accurate because it was a rainy day and he was probably suffering from low morale um, or, <laughs> or seasonal depression. But so the weather wasn't really great. What ends up happening in the uh, town of Trenton is that a number of false alarms like have already happened by the time that George Washington makes it to the other side of the Delaware River. So like they've been preparing for this attack and so they're on edge and then a number of people have already started like shooting wildly into the woods because they think that something's out there. Which means that by the time that Washington shows up with his troops, they're not sure if it's another false alarm or if it's actually Washington showing up with his troops. <laughs> and so uh, he attacks the town of Trenton. The weather's awful. Yeah. Um, but he takes the place by storm, essentially. And um, the part of this story that I've been holding back is that he did it on Christmas Day. So, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas you silly German bastards. <laughs> I think He's the best part of this is that he succeeds in this mission only because it's the boy who cried wolf. Essentially, yeah. Like, so when I was, when I was doing research about this topic as well, um, he was supposed to be... There were three other efforts that were supposed to be happening at the same time. Like, there were yeah. other parties that were supposed to be going across the Delaware, and they were all supposed to surround the town, and his was the only one that made it, or the only one that was successful. Um, okay. And he had support on the other side of the river at, like, another general or something was waiting at the other side of town for him to start attacking so that they could then start attacking. But like, I was really blown away by the fact that he, the boy who cried wolfed his way into a successful battle. Like I mean, winning hey, a battle. sometimes you got to fake it till you make it, even if you're George Washington. And he had, um, like, by the next morning, by the 26th of December, they, uh, they had taken over the town. And he got to go into the new year with a, with a win. And a lot of people credit... With a win. A lot of people credit that w. as a, a turning of the tide in the Revolutionary War. Um, and so naturally the story has kind of been blown a little bit out of proportion, but, uh, like most things in American history, we have succeeded with sheer dumb luck, sheer <laughs> dumb luck. But yeah, that's the story about uh, how yeah. George Washington went across the Delaware river on Christmas and fucked up some Germans. I love it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just so glad that he entered the new year with a big W on his side. Yeah, for sure. And, it's important. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe that really like helped the low morale maybe maybe <laughs> i'm not saying that having george washington well, win a battle is the cure for seasonal depression but 
We've all just been getting no. worse since, so. I was going to say, there's no George Washington to win battles for us anymore. I don't, I see a correlation here. Yeah. Listen, I, it probably, do you think he got as much seasonal depression? Things like, have just been going in, downhill. In Virginia, as he did, like, as people in Massachusetts, where it, it's 9 p.m. at 3 p.m. I now. have Ugh. to imagine that it being 9 p.m. at 3 p.m. fucks anyone up. I know it messes me up. Well, George Washington didn't have to deal with that. I assume he didn't even know where Massachusetts was. I have a feeling that he didn't. Washington, Washington. Washington. Where <laughs> the fuck is Massachusetts? You know what I'm, you know the video I'm talking about, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that was I got, I, for no logical reason, got nightmares from having watched that video. Like, I watched so it, good. I watched it once in high school. And then, like, that night, I think it was probably a fever dream or something, but I did have, like, a nightmare of a giant George Washington just terrorizing my dreams. And I was like... <laughs> my sleep paralysis demon was, was George, George Washington. Washington. It was a drawn George Washington that was just, like, a giant. And I was like, I don't know what happened to me, but this should not have been my my demon to fight. But anyways, giant giant George Washington is not your demon to fight. It's, it shouldn't have been at that. Kaiju point George Washington. Who are, who are you leaving it to? I was leaving it to Chuck Norris. Far greater minds than mine. Chuck Norris would have been the obvious choice. Yes, as well, he so often is. Defender of this great nation, Chuck Norris. Mm. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I appreciate you wrapping us up there, Matt. Yeah, no um, problem. And I appreciate all you, well, not only I, we appreciate all you folks at home listening uh, to our wonderful holiday episode this year. Pardon our stumble blo- stumbling blocks as we kind of get reused to recording. Yeah, no, we weren't, I, I wasn't joking earlier when I said it's been a while. I think Zach and I did the math before the episode, and it's probably been a good three, two to three months since we've recorded like a live yeah, podcast episode. It's been a while. That's true. But we appreciate you folks. It's been a while. <laughs> you made the joke. I didn't have to. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you folks listening into our holiday episode. Whether you are waiting for the 25th of December to celebrate Christmas, you're waiting for the 21st of December to start your Yule celebration, whether you're waiting until the 18th of December to enjoy the beginning of your Hanukkah or the 26th to enjoy your Kwanzaa, we appreciate you celebrating with us. Uh, and if you would give us a wonderful gift this year, we'd appreciate it. And that wonderful gift is just telling a friend about us. Uh, it helps us grow. Uh, you can also give us a rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts. That helps us kind of go up the ranks and get a little bit more visibility without you having to give word of mouth. Um, and also give us a follow on our socials. On Instagram, you can find us at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions. And also on our Patreon at patreon.com slash triumvirate productions. You can be like our really cool friends, Sherry and Alexander, who are our new Patreons on there. Um, But yeah, we'd really appreciate if you did that. And now Matt and Megan, this is a little bit different. And I'd like to just take a moment, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been a really good boy. Okay. Uh, I'm on the nice list. Okay. Uh-huh. And right. uh, you're saying things here. 
Uh, I've been a really uh-huh. good boy this episode. Yeah. So I would like permission to speak freely. Um, oh, um, I'll allow it. Granted. Yes, granted. Okay, cool. Here's what I'm going to do. Zach, that was an uncomfortable amount of swearing. Yeah, well, I and I say that is. as like I used to work with truckers, and that Do you think- Zach, as as the daughter of two truckers, that was that was impressive. <laughs> I, thank you. I, I I like the impressive part better. Um, do you think I'm still on the nice list? Uh, I think it's too late for Santa to. You're on cha- a you're list. Definitely <laughs> on a list. Oh, we knew that already. Especially for that part in the middle. Yeah. Well. Um, all right, guys, since I've done uh, nothing or sworn no oaths of non-swearing for this episode, uh, I'm going to close us out with the normal uh, the normal closeout here. But I will also echo Zach's sentiments that we are happy you join us. Uh, please continue to join us. Please continue to share us with your friends, family. Uh, small children at your own risk. Um, but yeah, here we are. And I have but one more question, which is what the fuck history? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 